Hello, everybody, and welcome to another late night edition of the Tommy Divine Podcast. It is 3.40 a.m. It is September 10th, 2019. Wow. What a list of events I've got on the docket tonight. I have notes. I have written notes for this podcast. I usually don't do that, but tonight I wanted to do it. And we got a whole lot of stuff to talk about. And we're starting with the unbelievable events that have taken place in New England in these past few days. Antonio Brown and the whole Antonio Brown situation. We start it now. The last time we left you... I talked on Saturday morning, I was on my way to Terre Haute, and I was on my way to Martin Manor in Terre Haute, and all of a sudden, I look at ESPN, we're watching college football, me and a few of uh, few people that I, I know and, and enjoy spending time with, a couple family members, we're sitting around watching uh, college football on ESPN, and we see it pop up on the screen. Antonio Brown signs with the Patriots. Couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. So I'm kind of racking my mind thinking, oh my God. Like, I I thought this was a joke. Because to be honest with you, I didn't even think this would happen. Like, I knew the whole Andrew Luck retiring, like that was crazy. But this, Antonio Brown signing with the Patriots. I I was in shock. I literally was. Because... I just did not think, and I still don't think it's going to work. It's not going to work, and here is why, okay? I know Tom Brady loves him. Hey, we're going to bring him in. Uh, He's going to live in my house for a while while he finds a place. Bill Belichick likes him, likes him. Kraft likes him. Everybody likes him. Here's the problem, though. He is such a drama queen, and the problems you have to worry about with him aren't Big, like, drugs or alcohol or not, no big problems like that, but little problems. Like, are you going to come to practice? Are you going to come to walkthroughs? Are you going to be where you need to be at the right time with Antonio Brown? And I, I was listening to Teddy Bruschi talk about this on the Sunday NFL Countdown show, and he brought up a good point. You already have Josh Gordon in that locker room and that the whole system there, and he's flourishing. And you're going to bring him another distraction for him. Josh Gordon does not need a distraction. Bringing A.B. in brings more distractions, more limelight. How does that affect Josh Gordon? We're not thinking about that either. But how, you know, how is it? Of course, everybody's overreacting. You're either in or you're out on this. I don't think it's going to work personally. People are already talking about, obviously, the Patriots winning the Super Bowl, even before A.B. showed up. But now that A.B. shows up, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, it's going to work. It's going to be so great. They play the Dolphins next week. They're going to score 84 points. I mean, they're all hyping this and hyping this and hyping this to the point where I'm just kind of like, whoa. As, as, the, the, uh, as the phrase goes by Keith Jackson, God rest his soul, whoa, Nelly, let's hold back a little bit and hold our horses we're already crowning these guys champions. It's week two. Now, I know the Dolphins were bad against the Ravens. We'll get to that later. But you got to remember, the Patriots at Miami, it's been a bugaboo for them. I know the Miami is bad, but we'll talk about in the picks uh, down the road here in a few days. But I'm just saying, uh, the, the it has been a problem for them in Miami. That's besides the point, though. I just think... 
with Bill Belichick and the way that organization is run in an unselfish way. The Patriot way is an unselfish way. So you're going in, you're sacrificing a lot to be on this team and win championships. And all of a sudden, you're going to drop that act, drop the social media, drop the, you know, putting all this stuff on Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Um, you're going to drop all that and, uh, and be a Patriot? To me, that just seems like too much of an ask. For a guy who, and we, we forget that not long ago, he took a phone into the Pittsburgh locker room uh, for a Mike Tomlin speech and got, got in trouble for it. So, you know, is he going to do that stuff in New England? Now, here's the devil's advocate that people, a lot of people are saying, a lot of conspiracy theorists out there. This is what my cousin Patrick said. He told me that, and it makes sense, he obviously, uh, Pittsburgh was not going to trade him to New England. Okay? That wasn't going to happen. So he trades him, they, they trade him away to Oakland, a team they think, eh, Oakland, whatever. They could have him. And then maybe this was a coup. A whole thing set up. He does all this blister, all all this stuff so that he can get traded from Oakland. Because all the Oakland players will tell you he never really wanted to be a Raider. So maybe he set this whole thing up to send himself out to New England. Because him and Tom talk. Him and Tom talk. So... It, could that be? It's very possible. Now, will we ever find out? No, we won't. But the thing is, I just think down the road, I don't know when, but down the road, there will be a problem with Antonio Brown and the Patriots. And I'm interested to see how the Patriots will react to it and what they will do. And I'm interested to see how far they will give Antonio Brown with leeway in, in any matter. I'm really interested to see how this system affects Antonio Brown and will they will they change it? Will they amend it so that they can fit that he they can fit his ego and they can fit his uh big persona and fit his ego and his whole social media and all that stuff. Will they bend for him or will he be willing to change? It's going to be very interesting. Um I'm not willing to buy into the whole he's going to be a superstar right off the bat type of thing. He still hasn't practiced a whole lot. But we'll see uh, in Miami next week. He'll get to play next week, so we'll see. Um, But a lot of people are comparing him to Randy Moss. Randy Moss was showboating, but he never did anything like this. He's He's really gone... Off the deep end, he's been really unprofessional with this whole thing. Ever since going back to Pittsburgh uh, and this whole situation in general. And we covered it already. I thought he was done. I thought he would not find another team. Patriots take a, you know, take a chance. You know, go out on a limb for the guy. Um, and will he repay him the favor by doing well and doing what he's asked to do uh, and not be a troublemaker? Um, and we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I just think it's him before the team, and that's going to be a problem. <laughs> it's going to be an issue, and I don't think anybody is is thinking about that. I think we're all thinking, "Ooh, Antonio Brown and Tom Brady, ooh, yay!" Let's let's think about this though. This is Antonio Brown. He was with the Steelers. He had Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not saying he's like Tom Brady, but he's pretty. He's up there. 
Brady, Breeze, Rogers, Roethlisberger. He's in that. He's in. The, he's around that. That category. So, if he couldn't get along with Ben, I, it's gonna be tough with Brady. But we'll see. But man, I'm just tired of talking about Antonio Brown. Let's be honest. The dude's been taking up way too much of the off season. Let's move along though. We got a long, long show here ahead. Uh, talking about NCAA football, NFL week one, college football week two. Um, we're going to start with college football. So I walk in to uh, my friend Cindy's house at about 3.30 in the afternoon. We're on our way to Terre Haute, so we have no signal. We're out in the middle of nowhere in Putnam County. And uh, I walk in. I see that Army and Michigan are in overtime. And that Michigan escaped with a win with a field goal. I'm not shocked by this. A lot of people were. I was not shocked. Army did the same thing to Oklahoma last year in Norman. It's not a shock. I don't know why people were so surprised. I was hoping Army would beat them. Very close game. Michigan survives. I think Michigan will be fine. Army's a good team. This is no, this is no cupcake game. Army's a great team. So I'm not really nervous for Michigan. Michigan will do their regular thing, lose to Ohio State in a grand fashion, and then we can all move on. Uh, Clemson A&M, not a whole lot, just Clemson doing their thing. A&M, a little bit tough in their early going, but uh, I didn't catch a lot of that game. But Clemson kind of just rolled. It was 24-10, to 10, not, not anything big there. The big game of the day, though, LSU-Texas was the massive game of the day. Um, very fun game to watch. I watched this while I was drinking cores and playing cards with uh, some friends. And this was a very fun game. I think it was back and forth. Texas had a lot of opportunities to score. Couldn't get it done. LSU walks out of uh, Austin with a win. And my oh my, they are looking very good right now um, with a win against Texas. And uh, Joe Burrows, I think, is is one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Um, but his five touchdowns against Texas is a huge win, um, not only for the SEC in general, but, you know, Big 12. It's, it's a br- pretty big opponent going to Austin. Huge Saturday night game, taking care of business. And the LSU defense is phenomenal. Uh, Texas just uh, really couldn't take advantage of opportunities. They really couldn't. They really could not. And that's really what sums it up there for Texas not winning the ball game. That's why. LSU, big win on the road uh, for Joe Burrows and the Ed Orgeron ball club there. Um, OSU, Cincy, 42 to nothing. Not really surprised there. Just Cincinnati was a pretty decent opponent uh, coming out of their conference with UCF and all of them. Um, and Ohio State comes in 42 nothing at home. I'm not really shocked, but you know, Cincinnati's a good team. I thought they'd put up a little better fight, but uh, just, you know, Ohio State being Ohio State at the end. Uh an underrated game of the week. It was on Friday. Boise State versus Marshall. Very fun game to watch. Take a look at this guy, Bachmeyer from Boise State. Uh, the dude is a piece of iron, uh, made into a human. He is a big, tall guy. He's a great quarterback. He's been showing a lot of toughness. Back-to-back weeks, Florida State, Marshall, really dragging that game, uh, really doing well in that game. Close one, 14-7. Um, but man, I mean, you look at Boise State's, uh, Bachmeyer's numbers. I mean, he is, 
uh, easily, I think, growing and be may here in the wild be more like a Kellen Moore type of player at Boise State. I mean, this guy is already a leader in the ball cl- in the uh, in the locker room. Uh, can do mostly anything, run around, do what needs to be done. Um, but oh boy, I mean, you, let's take a look at his numbers real quick. Uh, let me open up ESPN, but um, let's look at Bachmeyer's numbers. 282 yards, touchdown, interception. Uh, not a bad night against the Marshall defense that's one of the best uh, in their conference. So a fun game on a Friday. Uh, Boise State still ranked 24th, but I thought that was kind of an underrated game. That was a fun game to watch. Uh, Cal and Washington, a little Pac-12 action for the 14th-ranked Huskies. The game was supposed to be at 10.30, right? Gets delayed. And so I'm watching the kind of the later games on Saturday night. Fresno State, Minnesota was one of them. That was a fun back and forth. Uh, USC Stanford was in that mix there. But that Cal-Washington game got delayed. I wake up the next afternoon, wake up next morning, call my cousin Patrick in the afternoon, and he tells me that that game did not finish until 4.30 in the morning. That's nuts, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I love college football season. You have college game day at 9 a.m., and some games, off the rare circumstance, you never know when they're going to end. College football went from... Sorry, stupid commercial. Um... Sorry about that. But, uh, sorry, just lost my train of thought. But game day went from 9 a.m. And then you had a game go to 4.30. That's crazy. That's crazy. You had a ton of college football the whole day. That's what I love about it. You never know when it's going to end. Just keeps going. I love that. Like, uh, Like weather delays. They're kind of fun. Maryland, Syracuse. Maryland came out, punched Syracuse in the mouth. Syracuse ranked 21st, had a chance to get game day next week. They have Clemson next week. It's not going to get easier for the Qs. Uh, Maryland put up 63. Uh, this was a nice statement game for Maryland. I think Maryland could have a really good offense here to come. And Syracuse really blew their shot here as they have Clemson next week. Like I said, does not get easier for Syracuse at this point. Um it could be bad next week uh, on Saturday Night Football. Let's just say that. Uh, USC Stanford. USC comes out with a win. Clay Helton. Maybe he'll be able to coach a little bit longer. I know Lynn Swan resigned uh, earlier today. Um, so that kind of interesting. Stanford's kind of falling off the wagon a little bit. They got UCF next week. Still should be a fun game, though, uh, for, for Stanford and UCF. But... See if Stanford can get back up on the horse after the loss to USC. Colorado versus Nebraska. These two have been playing for a few years, but obviously rivals back when there was the Big 8 and the Big 12 and everything. But they've certainly uh, gotten back together here the past few years. Colorado beating Nebraska at home. A huge win for the Buffs. I know Nebraska had a lot of hype around them. This is kind of starting to deflate for them a little bit. And Scott Frost... Uh, obviously not on a hot seat yet, but just a game I'd like to point out. Uh, but Colorado, big winner against Nebraska. Penn State kept it close with Buffalo. They pulled away at the end. Of course, Michigan got away with Army. I'm not sure if Penn State is really as good as we think they are, um, but we will see. We will see. I'm still skeptical about them in the Big Ten. If you want to go check out more Big Ten stuff, though, and more Big Ten content, 
go to the first and ten. My cousin Patrick, who I talk a lot about on this podcast and reference, he hosts that with his friends Reed and Griffin. So go check that out. They have recaps of each week for the Big Ten, recap their picks, and then preview, obviously, the next week's games. And uh, they have a lot of fun with that. And I think when college basketball season comes, they'll be doing those uh, doing different things as well as college basketball. So stick around for that. First and 10, very fun podcast. I was on there a few weeks ago. Uh, go check that out on the Anchor Podcast Network. Um, but, yeah. Very fun week of college football. That LSU and Texas game was really something to watch. It was really fun. Um, but let's transfer over now, transition to NFL Week 1. It was nice to have you Week 1. Have it back. We have football in our lives again. Um, of course, I was traveling back from Terre Haute on Sunday, so I missed most of the 1 o'clock games. But what I got when I came home... Uh, from Terre Haute was a couple of surprising uh, games. Titans blew the hinges off the Browns. I really thought the Browns would take it to the Titans. I know the Titans had a little bit of quarterback trouble uh, versus Tannehill and Mariota in the preseason. They did not look crisp at all. They came out here and blew the freaking doors off of Freddie Kitchens and the Browns. Uh, I don't know if it was game jitters. I don't know what it was, but uh, Mayfield did not look good. The Titans' defense was amazing at the dog pound. I really thought the Browns would win this game. Very surprised. It's just a lopsided score, 43-13. to I mean, wow. I, I was really impressed with the Titans. Don't know how long it's going to last, though. I'm not going to crown them AFC champions or anything because they played the Browns, but... Also, it's week one, sloppiness, apparently a lot of penalties for the Browns. So I can see why it was such a lopsided game. But if you still, I'd still put money on the Browns over the Titans to make the playoffs. I'm not going to jump off the Browns bandwagon just yet. Um, But uh, kind of a nice statement game for the Titans. But we'll see how long it lasts in Tennessee. Um, Ravens having a huge day over the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins aren't very good. A lot of people are saying, well, Lamar, look, it's a pro team. He passed for five touchdowns. This is Lamar Jackson, who I think threw maybe five touchdown passes the whole entire season last year in his rookie year, throwing five on opening day. Unbelievable. I don't care if it's against the Dolphins, whoever, Giants, whatever. Any of the worst teams in the National Football League still five touchdown passes. Give uh, The Ravens are amazing. Let's be honest. It's going to be fun when they play the Chiefs in week three. They play them here in a few weeks. It is fortunate, though, for the Ravens to get Cardinals and Dolphins next two weeks. So they have they have the Dolphins this week. They get the Cardinals next week. That'll be an easy win. Uh, but then they got the Chiefs. So that'll really be a test to see where the Ravens are in that game at Arrowhead here in, here in a few weeks. That'll be fun. Uh, but then we have... Um, Speaking of Kyler Murray in his debut uh, against the Lions, ends in a tie. So he is the first quarterback. I saw the statistic on SportsCenter. He's the first quarterback, so the first overall pick who's been a quarterback. I think for like since 2002, Derek Carr, all of them have lost, except for Kyler Murray, who has tied. So give him credit where credit is due. He didn't lose. 
but he did tie, and he didn't. He wasn't able to cap it off. There was a last. I was at, I was watching that game actually, because it was bonus coverage on Fox, and it was the four twenty five slot, so it ran in right to Sunday Night Football, which is perfect. I, I love when that happens. You can just switch from one game to the other. It's amazing. Um, but there was a last second interception the Cardinals could have had, and they dropped it. And it could have been an easy field goal to win the game. Instead, we tie. Makes a lot of sense. This game looked going into the week looked like a coin toss. You know, I could see the Lions or the Cardinals winning. I wasn't expecting to see a really good Kyler Murray. I thought he'd be a little bit more scared, a little bit more panicked. I think as the game went along, he kind of figured it out. And uh, he looks good. Um, but we'll see next week. He, he plays the Ravens next week. So that's going to be a heck of a lot tougher than the Lions. But for now, I, I like what I see in Kyler Murray. Um, but, yeah, this makes sense. This game tied um, just kind of an even even either-or game. Um, but uh, very, very interesting, fun one to watch at the end. Of course, my Colts had a chance to win in overtime but lost the f- coin toss. Chargers go down and score. Of course, the big story coming out of that, Adam Vinatieri misses three field goals and an extra point. Yeah, it may be time for Vinny to retire. Love the man dearly, but you know he is forty-seven years old. I think it's almost about time. I think I think that man told him a few signs, but we'll see. And just sometimes, you know, when you're forty-seven, you can't always have a perfect game, you know. But make one of those kicks. He makes one of those kicks, we win. One of them. I'm not asking you to make both of them. Just make one of them. Make one of the field goals. That's all I'm saying. But other than that, Colts look fine. Without Andrew Luck. We look pretty good. We look pretty good. Brissett looks confident. And we got great receivers. Funches is working out really well. I'm liking the Colts. Um, Raiders beat the Broncos tonight on Monday night. Kind of surprising. I thought Joe Flacco would kind of take care of business against the Raiders. But the Raiders came to show up. I don't know if it's because they're like, oh, you know, now that we don't have Antonio, we finally can, you know, move on. They look decent tonight. Carr was fine. Um, but beating the Broncos, I think, was sort of a surprise to people. Saints versus Texans tonight in the first Monday night game. Wow. I mean, I tuned into the second half of that one. I had class the first half. So I come home and I see this game. I mean, Texans are up. Of course, we go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, and then, you know, we get this great ending where Deshaun, with like 32 seconds left, throws a touchdown to Kenny Stills, threw a huge like 45-yard pass to DeAndre Hopkins. Just a clean, like a clutch drive by DeAndre Hopkins. And then, you know, the Saints drive down, get a huge field goal at the end for Will Lutz at a 56-yarder to win it uh, and not go to overtime. Huge Win for the Saints, but really a fun game to watch. I lost fantasy football because of it, so it kind of made me mad, but it's okay. You know what? At least the Texans are 0-1. That's the only thing I can take out of that game. Uh, But still a very fun one. And it proves my point that I think Deshaun Watson is going to be one of these great quarterbacks to come in the league if he's not already. Uh, Let's see. Seahawks-Bengals was very close. I wasn't expecting that. I thought the Seahawks would take care of business at home against the Bengals or the Bungles. They didn't do that well. Um, And then New England, Sunday night, we'll finish off with this one. It's kind of my last game on here I wanted to talk about. Um, New England versus Pittsburgh was a blowout. Pittsburgh did not look great. 
New England looked phenomenal. Tom Brady looking like Tom Brady. And uh, very clean game for New England. Pittsburgh, not so much. You could tell they were missing Bell and Brown. But I think they'll start to figure it out. You know, and it's a really tough spot for any team. Not just the Steelers, but Sunday night, banner night for New England. Got a little bit more talent. You know, it's a tough spot for any team, even the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, yeah, it was a blowout, 33-3, to but you can understand it. Foxborough at night, banner night, I, I kind of get that. Um, I just was expecting a little bit of a closer game, but, you know, the whole us-against-them mentality, you know, us-against-the-world mentality for the Steelers, like, oh, we can't do it, we lost all this talent. Thought it'd show a little bit more, but you know what? We'll see. I don't know. Patriots secondary looks good, but uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll see. But really, overall, fun week one, um, really good games to watch, and uh, I can't wait for week two. I'm gonna do some picks here in a few days of week one and college football week three. Um, but by the way, college game day going to Ames, Iowa next weekend for Iowa Iowa State. So keep that in mind. But uh, guys, have a great night. And I'll see you guys later. Good night.